Say, kids, what time is it? It's kind of like watching TV, but, you know, in your car. It is the dark side of the stream. Mike, the intern, Joe Weston in the studio this morning. Good morning, sir. Hey, so uh, a little bit of a tiff going on between uh, Joe and Jay. So Joe's no, going to go first. <laughs> Come on. I'm trying to sell. I'm trying to sell. I'm trying to sell some drama here, man. We get a little, you know, kind of a Kardashian cat bite going on. A little Let battle. me tell you something. A little, 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 yeah, Jay you guys, Stevens shows his face around here again. You can t- I'm going to take it and push it into the turnbuckle. <laughs> that's great. That's, that's, my, wrestling, that's my wrestling impersonation. You guys do some promos for uh, kicking each other's asses. So <laughs> I um, will mess with Jay because he does the he he does Tybo with Billy. You're squirrely, though. Huh? I think you're a squirrely fighter. I think Not you're me, like no. I think you pull pull kick bite do whatever you got to do. I fight like <laughs> I fight like Bobby Hill. I, <laughs> kick him in the junk. <laughs> That's my purse. I don't know you. I don't know you. <laughs> exactly. And remember how that turned out for Bobby Hill? Everyone was scared of him. Yeah, that's, and right. that's why we're all scared of Joe here in the cave. <laughs> so uh, today in this episode of the dark side of the stream, we're going back to the the crazy, the murderer. Uh, kind of took a break, did some lighthearted stuff, and now it's back to the real world. And we're going to discuss the Ripper. Yeah, we're not talking about. Friending octopuses like, no, Jay, like no. Jay Stevens once. No, we're no. taking acid in high school. We're talking about a <laughs> uh, pretty serious serial killer that uh, was active for a number of years in the UK and uh, really a uh, great example of how sometimes the police can get it absolutely wrong. Yeah, you know, as you watch this, you kind of, at first, you'd watched all of it and I had watched part of it and you talked about it and you said, just bad police work. And, oh, awful. And I had only watched probably the first two episodes. I think it's four episodes long, four or yeah, five. Yeah, four episodes, yep. And the first two, you really weren't thinking, well, they were doing everything they could, but then when you saw as it goes on that they started to focus on one aspect of it that happened to be completely wrong yeah, and dismissed everything else then you were like, I was like, yeah, it was just bad police work, especially when eventually the guy that, that they nabbed for this, they interviewed nine times. And one police officer that they interview in the show said, there's something that's not playing right with this guy. And they ask him a question because what they were looking for was a guy with a, a jotty accent, I think. is yeah, how they referred to uh, it. Uh, yeah. And that was also false. They spent millions and millions of pounds focusing on that accent thing when it really came down to just some guys screwing around. And then the whole letters thing was another guy trying to screw around and be a copycat. They interviewed Peter Sutcliffe multiple times. The One of the best pieces of evidence that they had was that five-pound note. They found out that woman, where it came from. They even traced it back to the factory it could have, and that's where he worked. They knew exactly they had him, but because... At the top, they were focused in on the fact that this was a guy who was going after prostitutes. All these women were all prostitutes. In most cases, they weren't. And they were, that just goes to show you that really good police work looks at everything for what it is and not just say, oh, He's after prostitutes, and that's what we got to focus on, because if they had just opened their mind a little bit, they probably could have prevented a lot more murders, in my opinion. Well, what was really strange about the whole thing, too, was that there were there are several women in, the I think, 13 total. There are several women that were prostitutes or made some form of money doing prostitution because they they were just trying to, a lot of cases at the time, the economy was really bad in the U.K., and 
women were left to their own devices. There wasn't a lot of opportunity for some of these women, so they turned to the only thing that they knew how to do. That being said, there were also several women that were not prostitutes. And early on, one of the one of the people that was one of the women that was killed was actually a young girl. Yeah, and she not a there was nothing, but they still after she was murdered went back to the prostitute thing. And kept talking about all these women are prostitutes. Well, I think the fourth or fifth victim was she was like a 14 or 15 year old girl that had no, you know, no history of anything like that. He was just he was just killing women and he was just the crimes of opportunity. Yeah, opportunity. So it didn't matter if they were a prostitute. Sometimes those were easier for him. But if he just happened upon some, you know, unsuspecting woman, then he just he took that opportunity to take that woman. Absolutely. Uh, We'll get to more Dark Side of the Stream discussing the Ripper on 104.7 The Cave. Say, kids, what time is it? It's kind of like watching TV, but, you know, in your car. Joe West and Mike the Intern back in the studio today. It's Dark Side of the Stream. We're discussing the Ripper from Netflix. Now, um, we discussed the the shoddy uh, police work. Now, yes, he did go after, and we're discussing uh, Peter Sutcliffe, also known as the Yorkshire Ripper, and originally they gave him that name because... It at first was thought that he was going after prostitutes, but really, if you looked at the picture, it was crimes of opportunity. If you were a female alone at night, he would go after you. So in most cases, a lot of prostitutes were operating in that area at night alone, but it didn't matter to him. Um, his assaults really started as late as 1969. Yeah. And, and then after the fact, you had a couple more assaults that didn't end up being murders. And one of these assaults, um, was an older woman who was sitting there and trying to tell people, look, the the guy they're going after isn't the guy. The guy that I that attacked me is this guy. And when they were saying, look, if you are in early on, don't be a prostitute. Don't do these things. Those are the women he's going after. She was sitting there screaming our head off saying, no, it's no woman is safe. Now, the reason I bring this up is this was kind of one of the things I really liked about this documentary was I love period pieces, and this has a lot of really cool news footage from the late 70s and 80s that I just, oh my God, I love it. You get a sense of the way uh, Europe was at that time, and more specifically the UK, and what was really going on with the uh, Women's Live movement, and you, you already got a bunch of women that are trying to break out, especially in the UK, and do their own thing, and be single, be independent, and whatever, then all of a sudden the police are saying you can't be out at night. That what did not set well with a bunch of feminists at all. Well, I, it didn't set well with it shouldn't set well with people because what's really sad, what I took away from this documentary is how women were marginalized at the time. Yeah, absolutely. That they if they believed that they had been attacked by somebody similar or had a similar experience, they were told, no, you weren't sorry, you were attacked by somebody else or this wasn't the guy or what you remember was wrong. Uh, everybody, all the women that were. Uh, attacked were lumped into this group of being prostitutes when, as we talked about earlier, a lot of them were not prostitutes. And most of them, most of the women at the time weren't what you would call, you know, professional streetwalkers. They were just women that were having a tough time getting by and they turned to prostitution as a way to support themselves and their family because the economy wasn't good. And so it it was sad the way women were marginalized and that they were told that they had to stay in, that men could continue to do whatever they wanted to do. There's a great movement, and I assume that it, that it started about this time. It's called Take Back the Night, 
and um, it's just where everybody should be able to feel safe at the night. Should feel safe in the night, and we shouldn't, you know, say that one group of people should not be allowed to be out at night. It's uh, something that kind of parallels what's going on right now in the world, to be honest with you. It's a little bit different in the sense that it's a pandemic and all that stuff, but people are definitely hot and feel the same way about what's going on now. So it's weird how those things uh, operate in cycles. But yes, the bottom line of this documentary to me was that um, the police work was shoddy and that goes all the way to the top because there was a line to follow and any guys below that were saying, hey, wait a minute. This might not be what we're looking for. We're told to shut up and focus on what we're focusing on, which goes to show you um, that sometimes they spend a lot of money on stupid things. Like I said last break, they spent millions of pounds just putting up these stands where they had the voice recording playing over and over again. And people were trying to identify it. And they were going after a guy with a uh, with a Gordy, Gordy accent. And then that it was completely wrong. They were just they were desperate because there was they they had no idea how to catch this guy because he but because they were looking in all the wrong spots and they were dismissing everything that didn't that didn't account to anything and I listened to, recently what made me interested to watch this documentary on Netflix was that I had listened to a podcast on Case File about the Yorkshire Ripper which I urge you if you get a chance to listen to it do it's about 5 episodes long and when they caught Peter Sutcliffe, one of the first things he said is he was kind of relieved because he thought he said, I, I didn't think you were ever going to catch me. And he was just glad that it was over. It's it's such a bizarre thing. They, they took him. I, man, I, I want to say almost 20 years to release a report in 06 that they finally made public. It was called the Byford Report. And basically, that looked at the parameters of the investigation, how it was handled, and it was definitely confirmed that it was a massive ball drop um, from everyone involved in that investigation. And it, and it just goes to show you, I mean, I, I give nothing but the utmost respect to the men and women in blue all day and every day for what they do. It's a tough job. It is. But when it comes to any job that you do, you can't be so... Narrow-minded when it comes to things. You've got to be open to the possibility that you could be wrong, that someone might have the answer. And that really, I think, when it comes to investigation, needs to be always open, especially when you look at cases like the Golden State Killer. When I And I always bring this up because it just blew my mind. One of the uh, sheriff deputies wrote a book about it, and it reads like a case file, and it reads like a, a police report. But what you find out early on is you had all these different jurisdictions fighting, infighting. You know, you had the Sacramento City Police that didn't want to work with the Sacramento County Police and he didn't want to work with the state police and didn't want to work with the deputies. They all had little bits and pieces of information that had they worked together, they may have solved it. Exactly. And it wasn't until 01 where someone said, hey, wait a minute, let's take retake a look at this. I bet all of these are the same guy. And that's when they figured it out. So it's it's insane. Now, a lot was made about the accent. One of the things I wanted to do in this dark side of the stream was to hear your best British accent. Oh, my best <laughs> British accent. Yeah, I'm going to make Jay do the same thing. Well, I do I do several and now that I'm on the spot, I don't I feel like a little nervous about oh, it. Oh, don't worry about it. Nobody listens to us. <laughs> Just you and me, man. All right. So, I was headed down to the pub with my friends. And we was going to have a point. And uh, I said to the missus, oh, I don't think it's a good idea if you to go out, you know, because the ripper's out here somewhere. How's that? <laughs> 
Well, we'll hear the votes after Jay gets his butt in here and does his. I'm joke. taking Jay Stevens <laughs> down. Do you hear me? We got to clear the room and, and disinfect before they come in because uh, <laughs> we, don't, we don't want any throwdowns in the studio. Dark side of the stream on 104.7 The Cave. Say, kids, what time is it? It's kind of like watching TV, but you know, in your car. Jay Stevens, Mike the Intern, Dark Side of the Stream. The Ripper! So, My favorite Judas Priest song, yeah, by the way, is it, The Ripper. The Ripper! Is that what we're doing? Rip it apart, yeah, rip it apart no, Wednesday? we're doing Dark God. Side of the Stream. Is today Thursday? It's Thursday, and uh, Wait a minute. I had to keep you and Joe apart, so well, that's I, not... I, I, he, already, he already did his promo of how he's going to keep your butt. so my, I, I have not heard promo. his version. You got to do your promo. And I have to... It's more of a, we'll say it's like a Macho Man kind of thing. It's a, it's a, to see who's, who's take is i guess we can't influence each other's choices no uh, i thought we were gonna all be together what happened he just he he's he, moody cat no he won't he, have had, me. he had stuff to do later today he wanted to do this but he, he had to come in like he came in like my time we were not gonna expect you to be in here that early what the hell is he doing working for a living man come on <laughs> i know right what's he, why is he trying to make some of them well i'm glad you're on the peace side of things uh he was really quick to just call you out but uh well, let he that was go. calling me out for what no he said he's just he's just gonna put you on the turnbuckle and that was just the way it was well i i you said the ripper I thought we were doing the Ripper Judas Priest breaking it down. No, huh? no, we're doing In the documentary. Black Alley Street is where we'll probably meet. Uh, oh, so that's a good song, man. It is a man. good song. Woo. Um, no, we're talking about the Ripper documentary on Netflix about the Yorkshire Ripper, Peter Sutcliffe. Uh, but before we get into your take on it in our conversation, the last thing we did talk about, Joe and I, was his British accent. And he did one hell of a British accent. Joe did? So, yeah, I want to hear yours. Well, that's because he's into all that Euro pop, dude. <laughs> so you're a priest? What's the difference? No. G- give, me, give me a British accent, bud. Oh, gosh. Can I even do that? Uh, British accent? Uh... I can't do it. I Come can't. On. I don't think I can do it. I can't. Hello. Hello. <laughs> no. I don't even think I can do that. Come on. No, I can't. Do I, it, I, just do it. I, I don't got, even know how to attempt it. Just say. Uh, Give me a line to say. The 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 sky looks blue today. This. I don't know. <laughs> Come on. I can't believe this. Jay can't do it. I can't Come do a British yeah, accent. You can. Uh. Say Judas Priest in a British accent. Judas Priest. <laughs> <laughs> Fail. I can do a spot Joe, on. Joe. I can do a spot on. Uh, uh, Thailand lady boy. You're not but doing I can't, that. But We're I can't not doing do that one. Not doing that one. We would not I'm have a job. I'm much better at the spot on lady boy yeah. voices. No, no, no. Well, we know that uh, you were definitely not the Yorkshire Ripper because no. that, that <laughs> yeah, much was made. I'm in the clear. That much was made about the accent the guy did. Um, what'd you think of the documentary? Uh, it was a little slow for me. A little slow <laughs> and... Uh, too many facts. I mean, it was an interesting story, you know, because... Uh, as soon as you heard like, the words, women's lib, Jay's yeah, like, I'm there was, out. There was two, no way. There was women's two, lib. What the hell does this mean? There I'm was out of two, here. There was, the, there, there was this other Jack the Ripper type dude, you know, later on. Um, yeah, I was hoping for more out of it, but I watched the whole thing. 13 deaths, man. That's a lot, dude. How can you not want anything else? And a botched police investigation of going after the wrong guys? What else yeah, could you yeah. want? Yeah, yeah. It was, and it, once again, it's like the guy you don't expect. You it know? was the guy. That's, that's the thing, though. They interviewed this dude nine times. And when police detectives said, hey, this might be the guy, the uppers were like, no, 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 yeah, no. That's see, not that's the guy. He, was, he wasn't necessarily going after prostitutes. No, no, no. That's not him. That's not him. 
Really weird. It wasn't about prostitutes. It was crimes of opportunity. If you were out at night, most of the time, females at night at that time could have been a prostitute. Not all of them, but some. And that's probably why a lot of prostitutes were attacked. But there were old women that were attacked that weren't prostitutes. There were girls in their teens that were so attacked. Why didn't they, so why didn't they dress up some, some badass dudes like chicks and kick this dude's ass? Because he would, from what the survivors talked about, is that they would exchange pleasantries at first. Like, how's it going? Weather's good. Okay, good to see you. They'd walk by, and then all of a sudden, bam, on the back of the head, they'd get smashed. So he kind of was a step ahead of him in that regard. That wouldn't have worked. The and area in this? which- What year was this? It was, it ha- his first attack was 70s? in 1969, but he didn't really 70s. start amping up into the mid to late 70s. And then that went through the 80s. Uh, until he was caught in the 80s. I just think if something like that was going down out here, that vigilante justice would prevail. Well, well, see, that's the thing that kind of got all messed up. Like I said, the the whole, if you're a woman, you got to stay inside, but the guys can go out. The guys just went out and party. They didn't care, and the women were pissed because they were told to stay out, when in reality it should have been everyone looking for this guy. But again, if you are told one thing, and this is guy is after this specific type of person, that's all they're focused on, that's where they were focusing on. The yeah, red light districts, yeah. the areas where prostitutes were, and so he would go out somewhere else and go somewhere else. Leave it to Joe to know where the prostitutes were. Ho, ho, ho! That's one hell of a promo if I ever heard one. We got more Dark Side of the Stream next. I'm 104.7 The K. Say, kids, what time is it? It's kind of like watching TV, but, you know, in your car. Jay Stevens, Mike, the intern, our final look at the Ripper, Dark Side the of the Ripper! Screen on 104.7 The K. You know, uh, Peter Sutcliffe, who was eventually uh, arrested, tried, and convicted for being the Yorkshire Ripper, ended up dying of COVID-19. He did? Yeah. Last year, late last year, didn't we refu- he refused treatment, and that was it. Wow. Yeah. Um, which it, it's that's interesting. That's kind of the way he went down. It. You know, yeah, that's kind of crazy it. if you think about it. That was it. Um, but uh, yeah, supposedly. But uh, he was alive this long, huh? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Made it. I mean, he was alive in prison, but yeah, it's uh, definitely a crazy, crazy story. I, I, I personally enjoyed the documentary. I like period pieces. I like, especially when you can get a sense when the when the the producers of the documentary are able to kind of put you in a place. In time that doesn't exist anymore, obviously, and this was late seventies, early eighties. Stuff UK. like with all the with all the paper filings, the way that stuff. stuff's yeah, going yeah, on, the news reels, um, the women being pissed off, being told to stay indoors, the whole women's live movement, what the police were doing, their investigation, um, and and obviously some of the victims' stories and uh, how they survived it, and uh, it was just a really, really crazy, crazy story. And I and again, the, I I went into this tangent with Joe. It, it was shoddy police police work, and and the thing is, it, whether it's being a policeman, a, a, a laundry mat operator, a, a driver, a, a garbage man, it does not matter. If you go through life with a narrow minded viewpoint, you're going to miss some things. And in this case, in a lot of other cases. It breaks my heart when you've got people at the top that are so narrow-minded that they can't be open to the possibility that could be something else. And you, you see it time and time again that there are guys that are underneath the captains or the guys that are in charge that are saying, hey, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. We need to be broader in our view. Now, since then, there was a big report that came out in 06 that said, yeah, these guys completely dropped the ball on this. Um, and there have been, at least in the UK, sweeping changes to investigative procedures. Good. Because of this, in this well, situation, they wasted of millions then. of pounds looking at guys that had nothing to do with this and going after things that had nothing to do Once with Once again, so. maybe I'll throw a proverb out there. Don't look at the tree, look at the forest. That's right. 
That's right. Sometimes you have to step back in life and take a look at it, especially, you know, and it, it, I can't even imagine, especially with some of these guys and gals that were going through the investigation, how frustrating it would have been to be in that position where they were just kind of like, oh, man, I really think this is the thing. And then your boss saying, no, 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 you're wrong. And they won't even look at it. Yeah, that's kind of, a, that's a bummer, man. That's got to be very But also, you figure this probably was some crazy high-stress time. You got news media and stuff, and it's like, all eyes are on, you know, it's like, whoo, man. I know, I I, I uh, envy police work and stuff like that because it, it's it's a thankless job, you know Dude, what I'm saying, it, man? And, it's, and we, it, I said it a couple breaks ago, I have nothing but respect for our men and, and women And the things the these guys have to my, roll up on. My aunt is man. a retired detective. I, 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 I have them. police officers in my family. I totally understand what it is you deal with every single day and my hat goes off to you but again like i said it's not specific towards police officers when it comes to things in life this is a life lesson try to be open-minded especially if you're so determined to find an answer anyone that are helping you find that answer everything needs to be looked at yeah yeah look at all the lift all the rocks (laughs) that's right that's right now speaking of lifting all the rocks what's the next documentary what is the next documentary you want to do what sounds good I mean, we, we, I know it's not a documentary, but we could talk about season three of Cobra Kai. Have you watched that yet? Yeah, I did. Dude, I watched it in like a day. Dude, me too. It's so good. It's greatest it's show, so, greatest so, show on TV. It honestly is my it's favorite. It's the greatest. It's a, te- it's a teen drama. To, uh, it's a teen drama, and we, we, all of us middle-aged like, men oh, are dude, just hooked. Oh, dude, so hooked into it. And so it's, hooked. Like, we went back to Okinawa. Like, that whole thing was awesome, and training with the... Uh, uh, chosen. Oh, God, it was it's so just, badass, so dude. Good, dude. It was so bad. So good. So good. The writers got it on, but we you, you can't know find a documentary. So you so. can't do the Bee Gees one, right? Could you do can't. the history of swear words. That new one that I'm going to watch Cage, that, but I don't know how the hell we're going to talk about it because we can't talk. I guess we could say the F yeah, word, yeah, or the yeah, or or do you want to do it episode by episode or just like because there's like a bunch. Or we could just do like a couple episodes at a time. Just kind of talk about the words in the show. Okay, yeah, yeah. let's watch we'll that. Do, we'll, we'll do that. History of Swear Words. The next That's how we make the decisions around here, guys. Right there. You heard the d- democratic that, process. That is as promo meeting as we get. That's on it. That was our meeting for the week. <laughs> See you next week. Dark Side of the Stream, 104.7 The Cave.